Okay, so do you know Sophie Tucker? Yes, you, you put her on my phone, and so now it's there all the time when I go for a run. Oh, that's so fun. So... Uh, so Sophie Tucker, right before I left for my trip, concert or something. Yes, and they they were headlining Red Rocks for the first time. And anytime you headline Red Rocks for the first time, like the energy is extra special because it really is. And then on top of it, I had all of my like bestie besties here. They all came, so we were all there together. And then on top of that. A giant snowstorm rolled in <laughs> during the concert, and so we were getting, like, like it was, like, the most insane, epic weather that you could have ever asked for. And I'm not sure if you would ask for a, a snowstorm to roll in while you're in an outdoor concert, but somehow it just made it that much better because... The laser beams bouncing off of snowflakes is like so cool. I bet it was so beautiful. I bet it was. You cannot pay to have a snowstorm roll in during (laughs) a Sophie Tucker concert. It was like glitter. It was like glitter in the air. It was meant to be. You were supposed to be there at that time to see that awesomeness. It was pretty great. It was. So, okay. So now you have to ask me questions about my trip because I don't even know where to begin. Okay. I can ask you questions about your trip. How was the trip overall? It was all the things. (laughs) Did it go as you planned? No, of course not. Did it go as you imagined it? No, of course not. Well, what was the best thing that happened? Ooh. Huh. The best thing that happened. Yeah, because I feel like you're going to focus on all the things that were awry, but I want to hear first before we get into all that. <laughs> the best, the okay. best thing that happened. All right. So, um, number one, I had divine timing. All of the time, like literally everywhere we went, it was like the the bus, the train, the plane, the thing, like everything just showed up right on time, perfectly aligned. It's like, that's awesome. Yeah. So that that was super fun and amazing. Um, the and I loved Caroline and I had such a good time together. That was super fun. Um, the tulip fields outside mm. of Amsterdam were this is where you're riding the bikes right yes oh Oh my my god God. i mean technicolor uh gorgeousness riding bikes super fun fields upon fields of gorgeous flowers like that was that was amazing um it looked like a bucket list thing for sure i was like now i gotta add that to the list yeah, and it just, it, like, it made me realize, like, I'm like, how are we not doing agritourism, like, everywhere? Because, well, and here's the thing that's so funny about it, is I'm looking at these tulip fields thinking, if I had a tulip field, I would be doing crazy stripes and patterns, like, it, it, it just, like, you could make it, I mean, it is art, it's already art, and it could be, like, I don't know, it was, it was spectacular, it was spectacular. Loved, loved, loved it. 
did you leave your suggestion in the suggestion box for the next time I come back? Can you do striped fields instead? Right? Like, how can you, like, can we just have some diagonally striped fields, like crazy <laughs> patterns and stuff? Like, of, like, purple and yellow, or I just, I feel like, I feel like we could go further with it. We should just, just go for it. I know. I liked your fields, but here's how you can up your game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm such a jerk. It. I'm such a jerk. I really am a total jerk. Um, but the, you know, the, the, the Dutch are very, um, they're perfectionists, you know, and I loved the signs that they had out. They're like, they're like, respect our pride. Don't walk in the tulip fields. And you know, people probably still do. So are you following the rules? I don't know. But I didn't. We followed the rules. We followed the rules. Yeah. How about the food? How was the food? Um, oh my God. I mean, everything in Europe is so delicious. It really is. Right. And the, the mystery restaurant, I had to watch that twice. Like, what was that all about? Wasn't that cool? Oh my God. <laughs> so this is how I found that mystery restaurant. So I, first of all, multiple people have been like, wait, you went to Europe for two weeks with just a backpack? And I'm like, yes. Yes. That's my girl. I know. Yes. Can you believe I, I like just a regular backpack? That is all that I packed. And oh, okay, wait. And did you were you were you content with what you packed, or were you like, man, I wish I had this, or wish I had that, or whatever? I was actually really content with it because the weather was was cuckoo. Like I had a bunch of warm weather stuff that I never wore, and I ended up wearing my warmer clothes quite a bit but I got to do laundry so it didn't matter I ended up I ended up having to buy a coat while I was there because it was colder in the Netherlands at that time of year than it has ever been literally like they're like we don't even understand what's happening and when I walked around town trying to buy a coat you couldn't even buy coats they don't even have them in the stores anymore literally because they're like no this is not the season for coats so so that was really sort of wild like the the weather was interesting and then we get um we hop on a flight to milan and this is where things get a little bit wonky um (laughs) so I, what you texted me was lesson, a lot of lessons learned. A lot of so. lessons. Yeah, a lot of lessons learned. So I, I so I got a car rental for a week in Italy for 83 euros for the week. That's pretty good. Well, we land in Milan and trying to find the, the car rental company because it's like I inadvertently rented from like a super local Italian car rental company. <laughs> So, which did not have many signs at all. Right. No Hertz, no Avis, just no pops. Yep, yep, yep. So we end up having someone at a different car rental agency sort of tell us, you're going to walk out to that second island and look for a white van. And so now we're like just like hopping into a white van that pulls up like at the airport. That's what we're doing. (laughs) I would have been like... And I think I've said this to you before. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna be doing this. We're we're gonna 
we're gonna have to tuck and roll if I don't like how comfortable I'm at. I know. Well, luckily this van had a, it did have one sign on it that made me think, okay, I, I think this is legitimate. The sign on the van is not actually the sign of the company that I rented from. But then when I tell the van driver that I'm also looking for this company, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we're like, okay. So you go. Yeah. Just dive right in. Yeah. So we go. Let's see where this, let's see where this adventure takes us. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we, get to, so we get to the car rental place and they give me a car and it's this tiny little Fiat, which thank God, like I want the smallest car possible. Anyone who goes to Italy wants the smallest car possible. And because the roads are so narrow and mm-hmm. it's a six speed it's a six speed. I'm like, I didn't even think they made cars in six speeds. <laughs> so, and it's beige. It's a beige. It's for the Audubon. When you find the Audubon, then you're just like. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Right. So, so we hit the road and we're driving down towards the Italian Riviera and we are hungry. So we're going to stop at this town. And so we like drive into this town and the town looks like it's deserted. Like there's not a lot of people in this town. There's some stuff that's boarded up. So we go to this legit Italian town where we are the only tourists there. And we go into this, the the like hottest restaurant for lunch, right? Like, cause basically it's the only restaurant that has people in it. And, um, and I just order the thing that I see the guy next to me eating. There's zero English being spoken at this place. Um, and we have a very delicious lunch. I will say that. And the other thing is, which is, I know I've heard this, but I didn't really realize it. Like legit people drink wine instead of water. Like you do not get served water at lunch or anywhere unless you ask for it and wine is so cheap like it's like it's ridiculously it's cheaper than buying soda like it's (laughs) so anyway we have this delicious lunch then we go to get back in the car and I go to put it in reverse to get out of my parking spot parallel parking spot (laughs) and it just goes forward Like I put it in reverse and it starts driving forward. And so I'm like, ah, quick, stop. I'm like, wow. I'm like, you are rusty with the gears. Like, how did you get that wrong? So I like push down on the clutch like super hard and jam it way over and down so that I'm 100% positive that I am in reverse. And I accelerate and it goes forward more. And it almost hits the car in front of us. And I'm like... I'm like, what the hell? I don't have a car that goes in reverse. And Caroline's like, well, that's what you get for paying 83 euros for a week of car rental. (laughs) Well, look, I mean, where do you get uh, a rental car anywhere for 90 bucks for a week? I know. That's basically the equivalent, you know? Yeah. It doesn't seem too good to be true, right? Yeah. So so now she's giving (laughs) me a hard time because she's like, that's what you get. That's what you get. You don't get reverse. Turns out if you only pay $83 for a week of car rental, you're not going to get reverse. And I'm like, what are we going to do? Like, we're kind of stuck. And so I'm like, Caroline, you got to push us out of this parking spot. (laughs) 
Please tell me she had a GoPro on. So we have. I know. I wish she had. I wish she had. She didn't. She didn't. But I, I pop it into neutral, and I'm like, okay, push. And she's got like the reddest face, but she does. She pushes us. She pushes us out of the parking spot. Oh my gosh. So, so we start driving down the road. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, oh, my God, I'm going to drive, f- like, for a week in Italy, and I'm going to have to be, like, in a panic that I never get myself into a situation where I have to go into reverse. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. So, so we get down to the hotel that we're staying at down on the Italian Riviera where all these, like there's a beautiful garden with these wisteria blooms, which is why we went down there and we get to this town and I pull into the hotel parking lot and I just leave it right in like the middle of the road. Cause I'm not pulling it in anywhere, not in the road, but you know what I'm saying? Like I, I know, just like yes. pull it right in and I go in to check into the hotel and he's like, Oh, you know, broken English, but like pull it into the any spot you see, like pull it into that spot. And I'm like, I can't because I don't, I'm like, it doesn't, it's broken. It won't go in reverse. <laughs> so so he, he looks at me and he's basically like, let me try, but he doesn't say it, you know, like we're communicating basically just with our faces. And he's like American. Yeah. So you are, fit, you are fit, and it's bothering the hell out of you, but you are filling out the bill. Yes. Yeah. He's like rolling his eyes at me basically. And he grabs the keys and he goes out to the car and I'm not following that closely, which, you know, in hindsight I should have, but no, because I'm thinking the car's broken. So he gets in the car and the next thing I know, he's reversing it into a parking spot. And I'm like, I just sit there staring at it going like, wow, I'm bad. I'm really bad at driving. Like I have gotten really bad at driving a stick shift car. Like how did I not actually get it into gear? That's so weird. And he hands me the key. Caroline doing. Yeah. She's also like, like shaking her head being like, what, how did you not get that right mom? And like, why did you make me push the car? And I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. It was a setup. I just did it just to see you push. Yeah. So, so then we, so then we like have dinner and we do the sightseeing thing and we go to check out of the hotel the next morning and the, like you go in one, one way and then you go out a different way. And when you go out, there's actually a, one of those long arm gates that would lift up and down, um, for you when you approach the gate. Well, here's the thing about Italy, like 50% of the time, uh, things don't work. Like, like literally 50%. I got to the point where if something actually worked the way it was supposed to, you were like, yay, victory. (laughs) But I didn't know this because this was at the beginning of the trip. So I drive up to the gate and it does not open. It doesn't lift. And so now I'm like, okay. So I guess I can just like turn it around and drive out the entrance. And so then I now, put put it. Now that you know reverse. Yep. Now that I know reverse yeah. works. Yeah. So I put it into reverse and it still goes forward. And I'm like, Amy. I know. 
I'm like, what the actual hell? And so I, and Caroline is literally sitting there staring at me and she's like sweating. She's sweating so hard right now. She's like, she doesn't even, it's a level of stress that neither one of us needed. And I don't want to hit this gate. And so I try one more time. Like, I'm like, okay, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. I like double, like I push down on that clutch so hard and I jam it way, way over. And I'm like, Carolyn, you can see, like, this is not in sixth gear. Like, this is definitely reverse. Like, look how far over and down it is. And then I go to accelerate and it goes forward again. And we're both just like, ah. <laughs> so, oh my god, so, what a great memory you made. That's uh, for sure. You guys are gonna be telling that story for years. I know, I know. <laughs> so then I'm like, now I have to go ask the hotel guy to help me. And he wasn't amused to begin with. And here's the other thing I found out, Tina. Like, uh you, the problem is I'm not funny in a foreign language. <laughs> I mean, people. If you don't speak. I don't speak. I don't speak a foreign language, and we don't have the same cultural ideals and things, and so it's really hard for me to like make headway because I can't crack any jokes. I don't realize how much I relied on jokes to to like disarm people. But it's like your witty charm in the U.S. is at a ten, and then in Italy, it's like zero it's minus two <laughs> they don't they don't want anything to do with me they are not amused they, and in fact the more i try to be amusing the worse it got really <laughs> terrible. you were probably on some sort of list i like was coming to the next on the next city here's a bolo on a not so funny american with her trying to be trying to be cute and failing epically i know and I'm like, yes, she can't drive the car in reverse. She can't drive the car in reverse, and she's trying to speak Italian, and she has no business speaking Italian. <laughs> that was the deal. That was me. I was that one. That you, you were literally on Interpol's list. I think so I might have been. Get it out. I know. I know. I really think I might have been. Well, and so then, so I go back into the hotel lobby, and I was just like, I can't get it in reverse. We're gonna hit the gate. And he like rolls his eyes at me again and then walks out to the car. And this time I literally stand in front of the door so he can't close it so that I can see what he's doing. Cause I'm like, I don't understand. And I watch him and there's this little nondescript black rubber gasket around the stick shift. And he pulls up on that gasket and then puts it in reverse and it goes in reverse. <laughs> I could have avoided a lot of stress if I had known that earlier. And at the, well, and at the same time, too, imagine my relief when I realized the car was not actually broken and I wasn't going to have to drive through Italy without reverse for a week. Like, that was pretty great. <laughs> it was joy and annoyance all bundled up in it one. It was. It was. <laughs> it was. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of feel like that sounds the whole thing up to this point sounds pretty amazing. And so um, then we get down to Chincaterra, which is where we're going to hike between five different towns and you can't drive cars. And uh, we're staying in this one town for two nights. We get there and uh, we go into this like little bar that's kind of below where we're staying. 
And I'm, the minute I get in there, I lock eyes with this older man who's got like white dreadlocks and a really nice smile. He's like the friendliest person I've met so far on this trip. And we just like hit it off. And Caroline's kind of there just like taking it all in. And he's like, we've got, I'm playing in a band. I'm a jazz musician. So we're playing later tonight. And I'm like, awesome. I'll be back. So Caroline and I go out to dinner. And then she's like not having it, right? Like she's like wants to go back to the room. She's, her social batteries drain. And so we go back to the room. And I was like, wait a second. I want to go hear this music. So my phone's dead. I leave my phone. I tell her I'm going to go get one drink. Oh and God. I go down to the bar to listen to the music. And the music's over. It's already too late. But I walk in and the bar has that vibe of like, oh, my gosh, remember how we used to like stay after closing and it mm-hmm. would just be like a small group of people hanging out. That's what the vibe was. Only yes. I walk in there and the guy's there and he like calls me over. And the next thing I know, I'm sitting at this table with like five other people who are all speaking Italian and they all know each other, but they're all being really sweet to me. And the guy who's to my left is the owner of the bar and he buys me a drink and then he grabs a mandolin and he starts playing music. And the next thing you know, this other like older Italian woman starts DJing and we clear out tables and now we're having like this impromptu disco in this bar and it's so fun. And they're like, hey, like, let's go down to the beach. Sometimes we'll play music down at the beach and we'll like smoke out and like dance down on the on the water. And I'm like, yes, this sounds amazing. And then I'm like, wait. Uh, I was like, uh, Carol, I thought I was coming down for one drink and I've been down here for hours. Like, <laughs> and I don't have my phone. And I, so they're like, oh, no, but I'm here tomorrow night. I'm here tomorrow night. So I go back up to my room and I go to bed and the next day Caroline and I hike this like nine mile trek. Oh, it was so fun. Oh my God, the hike is so beautiful. And I have to tell you, so we run across this farmer who, so we keep crossing people who were carrying like baskets of strawberries, like little containers of strawberries. And I'm like, where, where are these strawberries coming from? And the next thing you know, we run across this farmer who who like grows strawberries on the hillsides of Chincaterra. And at the end of the day, which was kind of when we were hitting it, he just gives them away because he doesn't want to have to carry them back up to his house because the hill is so steep. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, I believe that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so he's already given away all the strawberries, but there's one strawberry still on his table. And I'm like, well, Basically, in broken English or Italian, I'm like, oh, I'm like, can I have that strawberry? And he's like, yes. And then he hand trimmed the strawberry for me. And I got to tell you, it was like the most sweet thing that a man has done for me. Like, it was just so lovely like he it was so patient about it he was so patient about it and he like hand trimmed it and it was just so it was just it was so lovely and of course it was like a delicious strawberry and so 
And then there was like a very funny moment because we we're hiking up Cinque Terre and most people start at the top and kind of hike south. And that's kind of the harder way to go. So what was hilarious is we keep running into a vineyard where now we're drinking wine while we're hiking. And then we hit this next town and we get these like vodka lemon slushies in these cups to go. And so while we're passing people coming our way and they're like huffing and puffing and sweating, we're like drinking cocktails and having like like on a a pub crawl hike. Yes. Yes. Although it was nine miles, but, but we definitely went the right direction for that. So, yeah. so but we, that's how you knew it was right. All those wonderful things happened along the way. You're like, it was. It was. Man. It was. And then, and like even the trip back. So we knew that we were going to take a train back to town where we, because we had hiked up. And so now we're a couple towns up. And so the only way to get back is either, is a train or hiking. And we're not going to hike back nine miles. So we know we need to make it for the train station. And this is like kind of the divine timing that was happening the whole time we were there, which was cool. So we're walking through town trying to find the train station and we see a gelato place and we walk in and we get gelato and we're eating the gelato as we're still trying to find the train station. And we're like, oh, there it is. We walk up the stairs. We buy a ticket we turn towards the train's tracks, the train pulls up, we walk right on the train, and then we're back home. Like, it, it was like that. Like, it just, there was no pause in the... <laughs> I think it sounds like you planned it perfectly. It, well, that was really, really, really great. But so here's where it gets a little bit interesting because... You know, I like to travel. Like I like to leave it open ended. I like the I like to find the magic and talk to people and figure out what I'm going to do next. And so the next morning, I'm putting Caroline on a flight to go back to school to finish taking her exams for the end of her semester. And I am open ended. I don't have plans. So then after I drop her off, I'm realizing that my nervous system is kind of shot. Like it's it was very crowded in Cinque Terre. Like, it's a very touristy location. And the driving of the car and all of the things, I'm like, ooh, I just need to chill out for, like, a day or two. So rather than going to Florence, I decided to make a beeline for the Italian Alps in this retreat center. Because there's a retreat center that's right outside this intentional community that I wanted to check out. So I'm like yeah, well, I'm just going to go right up to that retreat center and chill out for a day or two, and then I can, like, resume my uh, sightseeing. But I need to, like, not for a minute, not, you know, just relax for a minute, because it had been a lot. So You kind of got to give yourself a little recharge of the batteries before you're going to do a whole other week there, right? Well, that's a a thing. Like, you can't – it's just, like, all day – well, the the gift of traveling like this is that you're present all the time, right? Like, you're on. Like, you're paying attention all of the time because nothing is familiar. And especially when you're driving. Oh, my God, driving in Italy is so crazy. (laughs) Yeah, I would be, like, mentally exhausted. Like, this doesn't feel like a vacation. So – So I make a beeline for this retreat center up in this random tiny town on the border of, of, uh, well, at the base of the Italian Alps. 
This retreat center could house a total of, I think, 17 guests. And I get there and I check in and the woman who's the host is like, oh, there's another couple from Colorado who just checked in here. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'm supposed to know those people. So... So, so sure enough, I sit down with them and I start talking to them and they're amazing. He, they're both artists. He's like a bronze sculpture artist and she's a textile artist. And they also are there to visit the intentional community. So now I'm like doing all the things with them while I'm there. I'm like hopping in their car and they're driving me places, which was cute. Um, but then as we're talking, um, his parents live on my street. They, his Stop. parents had a house on my street. Stop. I'm, yes. That's insane. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. It was really weird. It was really weird. I was like, well, small world. very small, world. small, very small. So that well, was kind of cool to meet them. Right. Very cool. You were probably like, wow, people speak English. I just, can I spend 48 hours with you so I can know that I actually can survive? Well, and I was like, able to, I was able to crack a couple jokes. So that made me yeah, feel better. Right. <laughs> You're like, yes, I still got it. I mean, it sounds like you had a great trip. And I asked what was, what was the best part. So I haven't heard a bad part yet. You haven't even gotten to that part yet. Well, I had to escape Italy. <laughs> It's just not, it's not your fit, right? It felt like an escape. I don't know. Well, it was the craziest thing. So, okay. So I I go to the retreat center. I like recoup. Then I go to Milan and that was incredible. Oh my gosh. So I got to see the last supper in person. Mm, And did you know that that's not a, it's not a painting. It's like, it's on a mural on a wall. Yeah. I didn't know that. It's like a giant mural on a wall and you see it and it's just, it is spectacular. And I don't care what people say. That person to the right of Jesus is a woman. That is a woman. It is. That I went there to look at it. I wanted to see it for myself in, in like, like, and just evaluate for myself. And I looked at it and I was like, that's a woman. That is a woman. No question. Anyway. So then I go to the Milan Cathedral and it is really spectacular and super creepy and confusing. Lots of things. It was all of those things. Like it's got statues in there where you're like, I don't understand. Like that, like Catholics, what are, what are the Catholics doing having these beautiful, warrior goddess looking women black marble statues like there were these black marble female warrior statues in there and i'm like well i don't think the catholics made that but it's still in here for some reason and 
<laughs> Am I wrong? I just, I'm envisioning you just standing there by yourself, kind of looking to the left and looking to the right and be like, is anybody seeing what I'm seeing? Yeah, it was kind of <laughs> like that. And my tour, I was like trying to ask my tour guide questions and she's like, you, you're, you're, you're like roaming off the script, man. I don't know what to tell you. The questions that you have were not in the script that I memorized. Exactly. Exactly. That was exactly so, it. So not your jam. So I know. Jam. I know. I'm just. I know. But the, but well, you the, had to do that. I mean. Well, that's the thing is, I'm curious. I'm looking around, and well, so that was a game Caroline and I were playing, which I do highly recommend. Is the game is you go into a church, and then you're playing what? What doesn't belong here? And when you're looking around the church and you're looking for the things that don't quite fit, it's very funny. <laughs> it's, it's actually hilarious because there's a lot. There's a lot because everyone's looking at the things that make sense because those are the things that are highlighted. But if you like pause to look around at what else is there, you're like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What is, why is that? Why is that model of a sailboat on top of the confessional right now? <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> oh my gosh. I would have had to take a picture and be like, we had this wonderful experience, but what what was what was with that? What's up with that? Yeah. Well, so that's what like when I go back to Italy, my my dream is to find someone who can Educate me on all of the female iconography that and the art that's happening there because you don't get that, right? Like it's there, but no one's talking about why it's there or no. how it got there or what it means. And no, well, I think it's part of their history and it has it has meaning, right? But they just focus on what they think the tourists want right. to see or what they read about, you right. know, before right. they got here and in their, you know, let's tour Europe book. <laughs> Right. Well, yeah. So, so go, so here was the other thing. This is the other thing that happened. And it just like, like, I cannot even tell you how many times this has happened to me, which is weird, but it is true. I go to churches when I visit churches or temples, there's always a service happening. I think maybe the universe wants you to uh, maybe attend a service. Maybe, maybe it's a hint. Like maybe it's like, girl, go to church. Oh, you're, we got <laughs> but you. But you don't speak Italian, so you would have been like, uh huh. No, but but uh-huh. that's the thing is like, like the tour guide is walking around giving us her spiel, and meanwhile, I'm like, does anyone else hear the fact that we've got monks singing a beautiful yeah. chorus right now? Like. No one's noticing that. Like, how is it? Like, there's a service happening right now in the middle of the afternoon. We just happen to be here for that. What's happening? <laughs> That's true. And you think you'd just be like, let's sit here for 15 minutes. Yes. It'll be over. And it's like, no, just keep going. That's what they do. Yeah. Like, wait. But... I'm like, what? Like, I literally was like looking at her and looking over and being like, wait, we're going to just like ignore the fact that this is happening right now? Just gonna keep going. Okay. All right. Let's keep going. Right. And then I. It's her every day. She probably is there every day at the exact same time. I know. You know, and so for her, it's like wallpaper or white noise. And for you, it was like. Um, this is far more fascinating than what you're reading to me. I was having a spiritual experience. I'm like, I'm having a moment here, and no one's with me on this. No, <laughs> no, you're like, 
all alone. <laughs> all alone. I'm having a moment all alone. So, so then, so then, so then I get to go up on the roof of the cathedral, which was was most excellent. And then there was another group of monks singing while I was up there. So that was cool. And then I go down, and I realize that it's like kind of getting close to sunset, and. I'm like, okay, where is the best place to watch sunset here? Mm. And so I need to charge my phone because I was such a – my phone was like the like the bane of my existence. Because, of course, at this – like, what, like, why do you need to write an address down anymore? You don't. <laughs> you don't. But then when your phone's about to die, you realize you wished you had written it down or even had something to write it down, but you don't. So you have to go into a gelato shop and ask the nice lady behind the counter if she has a way to charge her phone. And or, hey, I'm staying at that pink building um, somewhere. <laughs> I, I can't remember where it is. And she's like, lady, I don't know what you're saying. I know. I don't speak English. I, know. I really believe half the time they all learned English, you know, at school. Yeah. But they're just going to, like, make you work for it. Oh, trust me. <laughs> uh, that was absolutely true. In fact, at one point, there was a woman who's behind me in line who was literally embarrassed for the cashier for me. <laughs> Because the cashier was so rude to me and making me repeat things that she knew I couldn't pronounce that the girl behind me like stepped in for me and was like, I don't know why she's being so rude to you. (laughs) You're like, thank you. I was. I was. I'm like, thank you so much. I don't know why either. I'm just trying to get a coffee. I'm trying here. I know. Little, like, come to find out after that but this person I talked to was like, yeah, they don't think it's cute when you try to speak Italian. You're actually just better off speaking English. And I'm like, now, now I get that message. Wait, I see it. You pay. You get your coffee and you step to the left to wait for it. Next person comes up and says, hey, can I get a small coffee? And they're like, yeah, sure. No problem. And you're like, that, that was awesome. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So, well, so the benefit, the, here's, here's the fun part, though. Turns out they don't really expect you to travel alone in Italy. Uh, I was not normal in the traveling alone in Italy thing. And I, was, I became keenly aware of it because I'm in the gelato shop. I'm charging up my phone. I'm actually making a little headway with the gelato scooper lady. And... <laughs> And I'm like, where can I go to, you know, maybe get a glass of wine and watch sunset? And she's like, oh, here's what you do. She's like, go across the plaza and then look for the pharmacy and look for the elevator next to the pharmacy. Take the elevator up to the seventh floor and that's going to get you to this like secret bar cocktail bar with a with a terrace that overlooks the domo and you can watch the sunset from there and i'm like perfect totally your jam exactly i know a little mystery and at the end a little reward exactly so i leave her i go back I walk through the plaza and then I'm looking for the pharmacy and then I see this burly guy kind of standing by this door, right? And I'm like, that's the freaking elevator. So I'm like, am I really not going to try to do this because this guy is standing right there? And 
I'm like, ah, what do I do? And I turn around and just then his attention gets distracted and he walks away from the entrance. So I swoop on in there and I have to walk through this like crazy hallway. I find the elevator. I go up to the seventh floor. I walk in there and then there's, you know, there are these like very snooty Italian people greeting me and they're like... (laughs) basically like what do you want and I'm like uh my friend told me I could get a drink here and watch the sunset (laughs) and I'm guessing with your blonde hair and you know probably Italian tan skin you're kind of standing out a little bit a little bit (laughs) well and because I'm alone they're like Switzerland just walked in. She's totally lost. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, he's like, he's like, well, how many of of you are there? And I'm like, just me. And he's like, one. And I'm like, yeah. 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 You want to say that louder? I know. I know. So then he's like, okay, well, we'll see what we can do. Like, sit over there. Sit over there and the wait. Empty. Yeah. <laughs> a couple people oh, the there the were empty tables. There were. But I'm like, okay. So I sit down oh and I make God. sure that I'm in like the eyesight, right? So that they can't forget me. And a couple other people come in. And then like two other groups of people get seated. One of them came in after me and gets seated before me. So I'm like, okay, maybe this is not going to happen. And so I walk back up to the station and I'm like, I'm like, you just called for Sarah. I'm like, is there any chance you meant Amy? (laughs) (laughs) Humor, humor not hitting the rector. No, no, no. And he goes, Amy, the table for one. No, no, we don't have that. I know, I know. We will get you the table for one. And I'm like, oh my God. You're like, can I just go to the bar and get a glass of wine? I know. I know. I'm like, really? And then, but then what I didn't realize is that once they sat me down and I did get my glass of wine, it came with like this whole fancy crazy setup of appetizers like two different trays of like little finger foods and olives and pretzels and sandwiches and macarons and yeah so it was super cute once I actually was allowed to sit down and have a drink but I love it and when the guy sat me down he was like you have an hour Like I was doing you a favor. Yes. I would have been like, hey, can we get a selfie? You would have been mortified. Like, I can't wait to put this on Facebook and give you a Yelp review. I mean, like, it's one thing to have the Italian, have an Italian person be rude to you when you're by yourself. Right? Like, if I was with someone else and I could be like, did you just see that? And then we could laugh about it. Like, that's a totally different ball game than if you're just like by yourself and you're like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> well, you didn't even commiserate with right. the guy at the bar said alone at least 14 times. So you were like, I'm just going to jump after the seventh floor right. and say alone one more time. Like, right. thank God you brought finger food. That's awesome. Right. <laughs> oh my God. Right. You know how I said I escaped Italy? 
This is why. This is why. I'm like, okay, I'm flying out of Malpensa. And so, but I know this like random car rental place is not actually at the airport. And so I'm like trying to Google where the actual location of the car rental place is. And it is surprisingly hard to find. And I'm headed, I'm already driving towards the airport, towards Malpensa. And then Siri chimes in and says, oh, are you looking for this address? I like, basically she's like, hey, I found this in your emails. Are you looking for this address? And I'm like, that must be it. Because it's an address for the car rental place. And Siri just suggested it to me. And she never suggests anything to me. So obviously. Yeah. So obviously she knows I'm trying to find the car rental place. And she found it for me. And now we're going to go there. So I put in the address of the car rental place. And all of a sudden my maps are like. Weirdly like shaving off 20 minutes of time. And having me turn around and go a different direction. And I'm like, well, that's really weird, but, you know, maybe it's like this secret other highway where you pay tolls, but you don't have to sit in traffic. And I'm like justifying it up and down. And I drive there and I go to drop my car off and I'm like, well, this is weird. This doesn't look at all like the place where I picked my car up from. I'm like, well, maybe their drop off is, uh, you know, bigger It's a bigger place where they drop cars off and then where I picked it up. And so I drop the car off and no one says anything to me. And I get into the airport and I'm looking at the thing and I don't see my flight. And so then I ask someone and I show them my like boarding pass and they're like, you're at the wrong airport. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably what we were texting because you're like, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I am at the wrong airport. Ah, and my flight is leaving in an hour. They're like, yeah, you're not going to make it. And I'm like, oh. oh, my God. So I had to buy another ticket. I had to buy another oh, plane ticket. That's why you were ready. <laughs> yeah. Well, but in here and like get this too, right? Like, so I'm flying, I'm flying EasyJet, which is a really good regional airline and the really inexpensive and whatever. And so EasyJet is supposed to be my flight back to Amsterdam from Italy, but now I'm at the wrong airport. And so I'm trying to find a flight to Amsterdam because I have to fly out of Amsterdam the next day. So I have to get back to Amsterdam like today. And guess what? There is one EasyJet flight the entire day for the entirety of that airport. There is one flight. And it is going to Amsterdam. Got lucky. You got lucky. Yeah. But I had to hang out on the airport all day long. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Sounds like you had a great trip. It was, it, there was so much about it that was amazing. And I also learned a lot about how I want to travel in the future. Oh, sure. And I think perhaps maybe um, the, it, did you have an expectation of what your trip was going to turn out? And maybe that's why you're like, nah, about some of it. Well, of course. It did turn out the way you may be. Yes, of course I did. I mean, that's what you get for saving Italy in the back of your closet like a fancy dress. 
right then you put it on and you're like oh turns out it's slightly uncomfortable and (laughs) yes so overall uh, out of zero from ten ten being a great trip what do you think because i'm hearing a seven eight no it definitely was i learned a lot about myself and how i want to travel and what it is that i'm interested in doing how much energy I have for crowded places filled with lots of tourists. Like I can't blame those Italians for being jaded, man. Like it's exhausting. Tourists are exhausting. Well, I mean, you were there as a tourist. So yeah. We yeah. were part of their aggravation. Absolutely. I, I mean, I hardly doubt you aggravated them, but. Oh, I think I might've. A, I think I a different approach. <laughs> 